episodes, but after the show Krypton on the Sci-Fi Network, it's After Krypton. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the Word of Rome. The yeah. latest episode of Krypton. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> so this, uh, we've been a little back and forth about the Superman prequel show. I think, Justin, you've been uh, really into it. I like it. Super hardcore. Pete, you've been really This show blows. Like I said, I've been right in the middle. We're like oh, the three bears porridge. Yeah, guys, if you like the three little bears, you are going <laughs> to love this podcast. Uh, I want to be clear. They weren't all little. There was a mama bear who was medium-sized, a daddy bear who was large, and then there was the little bear. Don't you stick by like these gender roles, these yeah, traditional exactly. gender roles, when it doesn't have to be that way. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, Maybe the true. baby's big and the dad's small. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that's that. this episode of Krypton. <laughs> all right, let's get our porridge just right to talk <laughs> about the word of Ralph. Well, so let's set it up this episode, let's uh, give people a little uh, recap of what happened up until this point. This takes place hundreds of years before the birth of Superman. We meet Superman's grandpa, Seg-El, who has to stop Brainiac from destroying all of Krypton. Uh, Otherwise, Superman's going to be destroyed. Aiding him are Adam Strange, who is a hero from our time, who's traveled back in time to save Superman's life. From Detroit. This is important. Very important. Motor City. Do you think he knows Vixen? Yes, that's definitely something we're going to get into. I mean, people are actually talking a lot about other DC characters. He could, he, yeah. he could literally show up with any DC character and be like, hey, today I brought um, this yeah. uh, Mr. Well, Mitchell's episode, yeah. special guest. So that might make the show better. Let's I, do that. I think that's going to happen, actually. I mean, not to do a little pluggy plug for our website, but uh, oh, there, we put up a video on comicbookclublive.com where it was a behind the scenes of Krypton, and Jeff John specifically said that Adam Strange it, oh, helps open a door to the rest of the DC universe, which yeah. I think we're going to see other alien races. Like we might see Thanagar, we might see uh, Green Lantern Corps. They've talked about that before. Other things on the show, but I do think you're right. Adam Strange very easily could bring people from the present or bring Seg to the present at some point, and I think we will yeah. see that. It's also interesting because uh, Adam Strange and Than and the Hawk people don't get along. There's yeah. the Rand Thanagar War, so I feel like that's an easy win. And Hawkman would be cool to see. In this show. Absolutely. A, a, a Hawkman. Yeah. Well, so that's, uh, let's get back to the recap real briefly. Uh, so Brainiac is attacking. They realize that Brainiac is here. He sent a probe to Krypton that infected a woman named Rom, who had a small girl. Uh, and the probe is still very much on the loose. They don't know what's going on with it. Uh, also, Seg's grandpa, who is Superman's grandpa's grandpa, is a hologram and working out of the Fortress of Solitude. Seg has a friend who has a name, I'm sure, and he works in a bar. Cam. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Nothing like these fun, easy-to-remember names like Cam and Seg. <laughs> and Vex, but his name's not Vex. That's kind of his last name. Yes, but anyway, that's close. Also, Seg has been promised to a girl named Nissa, who is of the house Vex, uh, but he is actually in love with Lightazod, who is of the house Zod. In the military guild. Yep, and uh, also probably important to mention last episode, Lyta quelled an uprising in Sector 19 which is one of the rankless sectors. She stepped in when the military guild was going to murder a bunch of people. It was like, yo, don't murder a bunch of people. I think that's pretty much it, right? I think so. Cool. And now an all-new Krypton. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, and this is where we'll insert the whole audio of the show, Krypton. Yes. And then after that, then we'll start. That's why our podcast is always at least 45 minutes now, long. Uh, guys, let me ask you, when you hear the characters say Primus, uh, which comes up a lot, uh, do you just immediately think like, oh, man, sailing the seas of cheese and kind of have like a... A moment where you uh, uh, kind of lost, or no, just me. I know what you're referencing, but no, I didn't have okay. that moment. No, I don't think about that. You're like a killer baseline, is what you're thinking about. No, I just I'm like uh, you know because I have a hard time focusing on shitty shows. That anytime <laughs> something that's said that kind of can pull me out, it definitely. I does. it's interesting because uh, so we start off the episode with the face of Rao or the many faces of Rao, who's the representative of the Without god Rao. The face on. on. Yeah, without the face on. Uh, he is also called the Primus. Uh, you have focused in multiple episodes on his name and how it references other things. You said something about many faces on From He-Man. He-Man. Yeah, yeah, there it's you like go. you're doing a different podcast. <laughs> Some sort of He-Man uh, jam bed podcast. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Yeah. A I'd He-Man be... themed jam bed? That's well, actually that, pretty yeah, cool. I'd be super into that. That sounds great. Yeah. All right. Make that happen, Pete. Come back I later when you're less angry. Power hour. So I gotta say, I really like the scene a lot that kicked yeah. off the episode. What? We see the many faces, as you mentioned, without his head on. I thought there was an indication that it was going to be somebody we knew I or so too. previously at this point. Spoiler, he's definitely not. Yeah. Uh, as we find out by the end of the episode. But he has decided to start the, what was it called, the Nova Celebration? Yeah, he's moving up the Nova Celebrations early, which uh, to try to make the Rankless feel better after they've had this horrible thing happen, which is fun. I love the Nova Celebrations. I have a blast every year, so I'm excited. Oh, man, this. I get I, I would so like to wasted. go back to yes. something you said where you oh, were I like... I love things I said. Hey, go on. Uh, I liked this, uh, <laughs> and you were talking about... Uh, the fact that we saw this creepy religious dude who is not only uh, creepy, uh, but abusing his power by he decides what time of the year it is. And he can trick everybody by, you know, using his powerful dial to turn forward time or to turn backward time. And you were like, hey, that's enjoyable. So you like hey, if you see- could move Christmas to tomorrow, I bet you would. No, I mean, Fourth of July would be fun because fireworks. I'm, well, I'm just saying, here's a guy the anniversary of the release of Tommy power. Boy. <laughs> if you could make that today, if you you could, they could be like, hey, great news, it's the anniversary of Tommy Boy, and it's being shown in literally every theater in America. Yeah, I mean, you do that, right? Love, everybody would love that. Uh, <laughs> what a but I'm not talking about somebody who's clearly <laughs> abusing his power. Uh, when he's supposed to be I this. don't think he is. I love that visual. So uh, the face of Rao takes his palm, he puts it on display, and literally brings the sun out in Krypton. And what I thought was really interesting about this episode that I know is going to set Pete off so hard, and I'm sorry about it, but I like the fact that they walk the line with religion on the show. I oh, think we're, yes. I think we're conditioned. Be- Hold on. Just let me get this out, please, for the love of God. We are conditioned for the love of Rao. You fucking for the love love of Rao. Rao. Exactly. Thank you for correcting me. Because we both worship Rao. <laughs> you should yeah, you guys are both really fucking creepy dudes. Uh, yeah, yeah that's you. true, and that's- uh, we love Rao. So, I, I like the fact, I feel like we're conditioned to distrust and hate religion when we're watching a TV show or watching a movie. They're always the bad guy. The music is indicating that the face of Rao is the bad guy. Everything that we've learned is indicating this bad guy. But I think by the end of the episode, he's not actually a bad guy. Like there's ominous implications of what is going on with this religion throughout the show and throughout the episode. But we learn 
some okay things about him, and I think that's kind of neat. Are you fucking out of your mind? He has been doing nothing but creepy things and abusing his power and using people like pawns. He doesn't give a shit about people. He made that clear. People getting shot... People are dying all over the place, and it means nothing to him. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's... People know. are getting shot. They're dying all over the place. So he says, you know what? We got we to gotta rally the Move troops. The we got to make everybody feel good. Move up the Nova celebration. Also, I want to make sure everybody's okay, so I'm going downtown and yeah. checking out what's going on with my peeps. Exactly. Praise Rao. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do. I agree with you, Alex. I think this is... I think what we're going to find out later is that because the Rao took over to make this theocracy or whatever. Yeah. I feel like Rao isn't actually a god, and it will be like a technology-based thing. Uh, and so for whatever reason, they hid the idea of technology and made it religion for something they were going to find out. There was, there's been a couple of different takes on Rao, I think, in the comics. In the comics, Rao is literally a sun god, yes. but always has pretty bad ideas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, generally speaking, Superman finds out and is like, wow, Rao's real, and then they fight. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Anyway, face of Rao, heads downtown. Uh, it goes a little bit wrong. Yeah, of yeah. course. And then that blows back on Light Azad because they need somebody to blame for all this. Yep. So she gets... Uh, how did you feel about what happened with Lyda's out in this I mean, episode? Lyda is the best character on this show, and every, the shit falls on her shoulders in every episode so far. I yeah. actually agree with that. Uh, and I, But I love her, though. Her, she's portrayed so great. She's, she's so tough. She's like a legitimate hero. She's not as reckless and wild as Sag. She's like sort of like, no, this is what I believe in, and this is what I will fight for. So she And she gets put on this because of politics. The Vex... Yeah, uh, which Zalvin's okay with. He's fine with puts, I'm it. fine with everything across the board. Always, he's <laughs> very. You're like Warren Porridge, bro. Yeah. Uh, no, Vex <laughs> is the politician. Rao and Vex don't. In fact, the Ra- the Vexes are trying to get rid of Rao because they want to shore up their political power. Uh, so you like the Vexes, Pete, because you hate Rao. I don't fuck it. I can't keep track of all this bullshit. It's just all so. Oh. Uh, well, we'll hear one thing that I feel like maybe you didn't like or maybe did is when they have that weird Star Wars conversation. Adam Strange, like, oh referencing yeah. Star Wars. The fucking Tumba R2-D2, that was ridiculous. Not well, cool, guys. A lot, a lot of uh, wearing uh, just a tank top, like... What well, let's t- let's talk about Adam Strange for a moment because he has been the go-to winky guy for the past couple of episodes. Yeah, uh, he also makes a reference to Doctor Strange in this episode. Uh, I'll give him the Doctor Strange one. Yeah, that one was all right because it felt a little more organic. Like uh, maybe it's the, this, maybe it's the delivery. The it's stuff, it's yeah, the delivery. very That's winky I mean. the way that he's delivering. Well, the Star thoughts. Wars one was like I was that like, was hey, like dragging on I, too. too too winky. Yeah. The Doctor Strange one at least like felt like. A joke. It arrived at a joke. The Star Wars one was like, "Look, Star Wars is real in this universe." Also, I hate when a DC show references a Marvel thing. I'm like, "Stay in your fucking lane with that. You can't do that." <laughs> There's peanut butter in your ketchup. I mean, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> also bad. If yeah, that would way worse. <laughs> yeah, way more in line with what Pete is saying. Butter in your ketchup. <laughs> Fuck, that would be horrible. Uh, actually, it might be okay. You get kind of like a creamy ketchup with a little bit of a nutty taste to it. Yeah. You could probably dip some fries into it or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, Reese's ketchup buttercups. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that put me through so many emotions right, right now. <laughs> Dude, I watched you go through that. So let's talk about the Lida. You want to talk about the Lida pl- plot yeah. line since we're already on that? So uh, she gets thrown on trial. She says, no, absolutely not. I didn't do anything wrong. This uh, situation would have spun out of control without me. Yeah. Uh, but then Vex manipulates it and gives false testimony to say that she is Black Zero. She's part of the revolutionary element uh, in the city. Uh, Nissa, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, but Nissa ends up defending her, which I liked a lot. I liked Me that too. combination. That was, I saw them together. I liked the scene between them where yeah. uh, uh, Nissa goes to visit Lyda, and it's. Wait, is Nissa the soon to be wife? Yeah. The betrothed one. And there's yeah. the great moment where she's like, no, we already have. I'm not but jealous of you. But she's playing. She's not. She doesn't really feel that way. But I, she is. But I like how she's just like calm, cool. She's like, no, I, she's I'm. She's an betrothed. ice queen. She's not. I'm uh, you're only saying that based on her looks, and that's literally it. No, because that is not true. I'm here's saying what that I'll because... Say. Wait, can I say something, Pete? No, I know well, you yeah, guys said Lyda is your favorite show, uh, character on the show. Nissa is my favorite character. Really? Yeah. Uh, here's what I like about Nissa. Same as the religion things, I think that they're treating her in a really interesting, complex way, where yeah. you expect one thing based on the surface, Pete, that she's an ice queen because she's got blonde hair and beautiful so alabaster skin. fucking... Hair color is what I care is the fact that she says one thing and she's doing another and I can't get but a But she's read. not. She's pretty straightforward with everybody. That and is I, not true. Well, no, she is playing the main character. She's No, no, no. She's not playing him. She is trying she to. She did that whole like here's a little em- emblem thing uh, for bonus points. She doesn't fucking give a shit. What, what I, are you basing that on though? Yeah. The fact that she uh, has the, blonde hair. the evil dude is making her do this shit so that they can bring the two families together. But, I mean, I feel like she is more powerful than her father. I and agree. She, she, true. She's smarter and she has a plan. I think the scene between her and Lyda is so good because she's like, look, I'm not jealous of you. I already have a, a child with Seg. We have it like in the like yep. child bank or whatever. Yeah, we watch the child grow old and yeah. die, which is a totally normal thing that we do on Krypton. Uh, and I, I just think she is a surprising character, and I think she, she comes. She seemed genuinely interested in helping Lyda. Yeah, maybe she to be closer to Seg, but that's what Seg wants. She wants right. to be close to Seg. Like it all seems like it's going. Maybe we'll learn later that there is something nefarious that the father's trying to do. But I think Nice is uh, acting like. At least in good faith. Right she now. she is manipulating the situation, but she's manipulating the situation to actually help people and to better her own situation, but not in a negative way. I definitely know that's true, one hundred percent, because I love her. Well, and I also love them. <laughs> wow, uh, you, that's true. I also love the the. We learned that her and her father hate Rao, and they yeah. they do not like the. It's a theocracy. They want to go back to when it was, I guess, a democracy or, or yeah. something. Which was surprising to me because I thought, based on the first episode, that they were key in making Rao ascend. Maybe yeah. they regret their actions. Uh, I also I thought it was interesting what you said, Justin, about Daddy Vex. He is totally ineffectual compared to everybody else. He's very sniveling. I I think we talked about how he's supposed to be the master manipulator on the show, or at least that's what we've been told. But if anything, he is much more sniveling than anybody else and less able to do anything than anybody else. Yeah. 
Uh, agree completely. But I, I think the politics on the show is the, one of the strong points. Like the way that characters are sort of always uh, in opposition with each other, but mm-hmm. and you don't quite. It's unpredictable in a way that I think makes this show better than others. Oh man, you know what's great is when you can watch a TV show that combines both religion and politics. Oh, just so much fun to watch. Pete, open it's your eyes. So great. Open your eyes and look at the world. Praise Rao. Let's uh, take a great little dress shopping scene between Seg and uh, Nissa as well. Yeah, classic. Oh, I'm nude, but the guy is like, "Oh no, it's totally cool." Thing. Yeah. Uh, classic power play there. You guys remember when we did that first podcast and I showed up nude, right? Yeah, because you looked dressed, and all of a sudden you turned around and you were completely naked. <laughs> completely nude. But then I you wish were. I, could forget. I, I had power over you guys, right? You still do, man. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Uh, Sweet deal. All those painted on clothes you're wearing. Yeah. So while Lyda is dealing with her stuff at the same time, Sag is dealing with his own stuff. Specifically, he gets captured by what seems to maybe be Black Zero, maybe be Sagittari, which is the military guild, uh, but turns out to be kind of its own thing. It's this dude that we were introduced to very briefly last episode, who we were told is becoming a major player on the scene. Uh, And it turns out this guy knows that Brainiac coming and wants to stop Brainiac at any cost. He wants to kill Rom. He wants to kill anybody who's come Finally, into contact with the probe. really understands how evil Brainiac is. Oh, okay. You like him because he's basically the Punisher. I like him because he realizes, guys, this bullshit doesn't matter because Brainiac is here and we've got to make some fucking So moves. you like that he kidnapped uh, the grandfather of Superman, put a weird nose bug in his face. No, I don't like that. That was... And then killed random dudes. That, like how much? How many? Like how much? Manpower? Can we talk about the nose bug for a Can, second? Because yeah, I, that, that was, gave me like bad Star Trek three flashbacks in particular. Yeah, it was Star Trek three, right? Uh, or was yeah, it Star well, Trek two? With the one with the with the bug that crawls in yeah. Chekhov's ear. Yeah, yeah, that was so gross. And I liked it. It was good little orbit. <laughs> I liked when uh, Seg no. got it in his escape and put it in the other person. Yeah. Oh. No, no, that was, a, that was a nice callback. Yeah, nice. To, I'll love a nose bug callback. <laughs> oh, no. It was creepy and gross in exactly the right way, but also I hated it. Yeah. I, I wrote down in my notes while I was watching the gross uh, nose bug, fuck this show. Oh, no, I'm glad you I'm got that out, Pete. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you had any other notes. <laughs> so in the meantime that that's happening with Seg, um, his friend Cam, the bartender, um, has his task for the episode was to tell the young girl that his mother or that her mother has died or is dying. Right. And I thought that was such a nice balance of Seg having the, this violent confrontation with this other guy just trying to figure out how to to let someone down with this horrible news. Like, what? I haven't seen that in a show. Uh, that's like, they, they could never do that in Game of Thrones, which yeah. feels like the show is inspired by. What, uh, what I really liked about this, and this ties back to the thing that Pete yelled at me about earlier, but I do want to talk about it a little bit, is I feel like, at least for myself, being a pretty non-religious person, watching his reactions to what's going on in the little girl and the face of Rao were great because he's yeah. trying to make her feel okay with the fact that her mom died. This little girl is uber religious, loves the face of Rao. All she wants to do is meet the face of Rao. So he's trying to do the right thing for her, brings her there. He f- clearly feels uncomfortable with the face of Rao, but then the face of Rao takes her in and says, I will make you one of my, I think they're the oh. word of Rao, right? Something, a handmaiden. Yeah, yeah a handmaiden. Uh, and so he takes her in and the entire time he is so clearly uncomfortable but it also makes her so happy and you can see that conflict on his face the idea that yeah 
she is okay with this. I am not okay with yeah, this. But, but she's I, a little girl. You you tell the little girl, listen, I know this is what you want, but you're not old enough to realize what's going on. I'm but, not going to let you go live with this creepy many faces But I think guy. that perfectly captures the reaction of non-religious people to religious people is you don't want to take away somebody else's happiness. Right. This right. is what they pull from. And also, that's her only real option. Her mother's just died. She has no one in the world to protect her except for yeah. this guy, Cam, who can't really well, do the it. The only option is just give him over to the creepy many faces. I'm not saying... Religious dude. Well, it direct, in this moment, like that is her way out. In well, a way that I think she wants, and or he's he can uncomfortable. Stop and think about it, and go, "Hey, I shouldn't." Well, give this so kid here, old, here's why. Here's why. Make a decision at four or wherever the fuck. Old here's she why is. they don't have any other options. We saw in the last episode that Rom was starving, and her child was starving, and they don't have yeah. money to make ends meet. Kem clearly only has enough money to keep his bar running. He's not super rich. He has more resources, but he can't just suddenly take care of a four-year-old girl. Like, I think that's realistic. I, mean, I know, should. listen, I know you are rich and you come from a rich family, so like, you've grown up getting whatever you want in your life, but you gotta understand for rough and tumble on the mean streets, guys like me and Justin, we gotta, yeah. we understand this. When I when first became one of Rao's hand man, men, yeah. hand boys, <laughs> like, <laughs> It was it was great for me. Oh, yeah, well, really yeah me, you turned uh, out great. My point is... Uh, <laughs> Being a hand boy isn't easy, was, but I'm a hand man now. If I'm this girl, I'm going to come back later, find this uh, bartender and slit his throat because, like, oh, really? You're going to give me over the creepy religious dude? There was no other fucking choice? And he'll say, while he's gurgling in his own blood, yes, that's how this world works, Pete. Yeah, yeah. it's no mercy, is, dude. It's either fucking creepy religious or you're dead, kid. That's I mean, the only choice. I would argue, is yes, what that saying. is the yeah. choice. This no. Krypton, Kandor is a, a merciless city. People throw her get, in a fucking military camp. Throw her anywhere else. But, but she, she can't. She's rankless. She's, yeah. She can't go anywhere besides in this district where they live. Where there are soldiers coming in and shooting people up. That's why I think this is such an interesting thing. Is like, yes, it's we know it's bad, and we know especially right, in this later scene where her mom wakes up right, right in the uh, Fortress of Solitude and is like, "Stop, stop her from from going to right." Rao. Because the mom is like, "This is a bad idea, guys. Well, I fucking almost die for two minutes, and you're giving my fucking kid away." Well, and then she dies. But the reason she knows that, let's I guess reveal this: the the girl has this doll. Uh, and she gives it to Rao as an offering, and the end of the episode, which was cool. I was hoping he would die immediately. Weird. Uh, The end of the episode, uh, the doll cracks open, and a brainiac infects Rao, which is a huge move, and that's what the mom, her last words were, stop this from happening. She doesn't, and shit's about to get even worse. Yeah, I mean, that shouldn't actually make you happy, Pete, because now the face of Rao is more powerful and unstoppable than ever before. Yeah, but hopefully that thing will, like, hollow out the many faces guy, and he'll just keel over. Probably not. Probably not going to happen. happen. Uh, I will say, though, it's a real long shot that Brainiac would know to be inside that action figure that would then go to the uh, to sure. That, yeah, I was there's like, a lot of that's weird the plan plot stuff happening on this episode. Yeah. I mean, getting you back to the SEG almost stuff. Almost say it's a shitty show. No, I wouldn't. Uh, the Also, the stuff with SEG and this Black Zero guy was also very confusing. At certain point, people were being shot, and then they were fighting each other, and then yeah. they were trying to track down SEG. And I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but it looked pretty cool. It did look cool. Um, and then uh, we end the episode um, with Seg crawling out, escaping from the base, but he is yeah. lost in the snowy wonderland. 
that is uh, Krypton. I think he's going to find Santa Claus. What do you guys think? Yeah, Sinterklausen, which is the Kryptonian Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about this ending? What do you think's next? What's going to happen on the show? Well, uh, what I love about this uh, show, and the, they're moving very quickly through uh, through plot, and like with from the... The, what would we say the second episode was sort of the weakest one? Yeah. Uh, it feels like since then it's had a great like engine driving everything forward. Uh, the character arcs are fun. There's some emotion there, and they seem like uh, they're. I love the like I said, I love the politics. Where we go from here? I mean, I think Rao's going to start to do some bad stuff in this yeah. episode. Rao was like caring for the people. I feel like that's not going to happen anymore. And uh, I'm excited. I think Seg's going to get back, surprising his people. Yeah. And uh, look now. Uh, did the last shot bother you guys at all? Just a random shot of the main character walking off into the snow that seemed like there was no reason to show that whatsoever? What are you talking about? He escapes from the Black Zero guy through the sewers. His only exit is into the snowy wastelands outside Kandor, and that's where we end up. That's really a bad situation for Seg. Blood is dripping off of his hands into the snow. Yeah. He's losing all of his blood. He's about to die. You know what it was like? It was like if you were out in the woods and you were like, were like oh no, where am I? Oh my, I'm hanging on the edge of this cliff. Mm. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I like, felt like... I mean, that him. seems like a little bit of a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. No, like you're like really just like... Like you're at the clean. edge of a cliff... Yeah, and like you're hanging on it, and you don't know what's going to happen. That's where it ends, and you have to wait a whole week to find out. It just seems uh, like a ridiculous. This is what I like about Krypton is it's inventing these new forms of storytelling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, as we end every episode, we're going to do a little bit of trivia. Uh, oh, it's my turn for yeah. trivia. I knew that, of course, and I was definitely ready to do some trivia. Uh, Yeah. Here's. Actually, I'll just point out a fact that I realized for the That's first good. time. Wait, Trivia is just a fact. Be- before we get to that, <laughs> yeah. can I just talk about uh, the commander snapped a dude's neck, which is the only time I was like uh, kind of happy about the show. It was a nice, oh, you, you, nice <laughs> neck-snapping moment that we glazed over, and you, I was very excited you about You liked that they're eliminating characters, so the show might <laughs> yeah, end. Yes, <laughs> yes! I was like, if we keep this up, <laughs> the show's got to end. Yeah. By the last episode, it's going to be like, uh, okay... <laughs> I guess you're the main character now. Yeah, it's basically like Hunger Games, except with characters on the show. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, here, I'll tell you the fact that I just realized uh, this may not actually be a real Superman fact, but it never occurred to me. So, you what know, what kind of uh, research did you do then for literally this? Literally none. Do you know, uh, do you know who Superman's girlfriend slash wife is? Mm, let me think. Uh,. Is this the trivia question? No, no, I'm legit asking you guys. Uh, yes, Lois Lane. Yeah. Right. And his uh, greatest enemy. Huh. Time? <laughs> Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor. And so they're both LL. Gene Hackman? They're yeah. both LL. What I never realized is his name is also Cal L. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of L's there. Too many, you know what his girlfriend in high school was? Uh, Lana Lang. L. Whoa! This wow. guy's all L's. Yeah. But his last name is L. So it's LL Cal L. LL Cool L. LL yeah, Cool J. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Ladies love Cal Cool L. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you love this podcast and other podcasts <laughs> that we do, please support us at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, do we, love, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York that's totally free uh, at the Pit Loft. Come on down. We'll chat about Superman or whatever you want. If you want Pete to yell at you, I'm sure he'd be happy to do that. More than that. <laughs> Just show up and be an interesting character and he'll hate you. Yeah, there you go. If you, a couple of More other podcasts you. that we do, <laughs> Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast, in 
outside Legion, a Legion podcast, our Preacher podcast. Preacher Man will be coming back at some point soon. Just found out. That's coming back. Also, our regular podcast, Comic Book Club Live, the Comic Book Club Live feed. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. And you know what, guys? I think this podcast was just right. <laughs>